Hello, Word Nerds! Welcome to this new episode of The Dictionary. The first word for this episode is anonym. A-N-O-N-Y-M. This is a noun from 1793. One, an anonymous person. Two, we just have the synonym pseudonym. P-S-E-U-D-O-N-Y-M. Next, we have anonymity. It's a noun from 1820. One, the quality or state of being anonymous. Two, one that is anonymous. Which is our next word, anonymous? It's an adjective from 1563. One, of unknown authorship or origin, as in an anonymous tip. Two, not named or identified, as in an anonymous author. Also as in, they wish to remain anonymous. Three, lacking individuality, distinction, or recognizability as in the anonymous faces in the crowd, also as in the gray anonymous streets. And that quote is from William Styron, or Styron. Anonymously is an adverb, and anonymousness is a noun. This is from the Greek anonymous, uh, spelled slightly differently, uh, which is from anima, O-N-Y-M-A, which means name, and there's more at the word name. Next, we have Anopheles, A-N-O-P-H-E-L-E-S. This is a noun from 1824. Any of a genus of mosquitoes that includes all mosquitoes which transmit malaria to humans. I'm sure that they are important in certain areas of the world, uh, but boy, are mosquitoes irritating, especially the ones that can give you malaria. So, if you are ever going to a place that has mosquitoes and uh, also has malaria, definitely get your inoculations, your whatever you need to get uh, so you don't get malaria. Anopheline is an adjective or a noun, and this word comes from the Greek anaphalis, which means useless, which comes from ophelos, which means advantage uh, or help, and that is akin to the Greek ophelin, which means to increase. And I think it is also saying it's from the Armenian word aweli, A-W-E-L-I, which means more. I might have to look that up to confirm uh, that what I read is correct. Next we have anorak, A-N-O-R-A-K. This is a noun from 1877. A usually pullover hooded jacket long enough to cover the hips. Looks like this is a Danish word from the Inuit word, uh, specifically Greenland, anorak, A-N-N-O-R-A-A-Q. Next we have anorectic. It's the first form. It is spelled A-N-O-R-E-C-T-I-C. Could also just be anoretic. Uh, It's an adjective from 1832. 1A, lacking appetite. 1B, we have the two definition for the word anorexic. 2, causing loss of appetite. This is from the Greek anorectos, which is from origin, which means to reach after, and there's more at the word right, R-I-G-H-T. Now we have the second form of anorectic or anoretic. Uh, It's a noun from 1957. One, an anorectic agent. 
two, we have the synonym anorexic. Now we have anorexia. So clearly this whole section is related. Uh, this is a noun from 1598. One, loss of appetite, especially when prolonged. Two, we have the synonym anorexia nervosa, which is our next word. But first, let's look at the etymology, which is actually very similar to the last etymology we read. Uh, it is from the Greek orexis, which means appetite, and it is from origin, which, uh, if we look at the previous word, anorectic, means to reach after. And here we go with anorexia nervosa. Uh, this is a very serious topic, and if you are not familiar with it, you are about to be familiar with it. Uh, it is a noun from 1873. A serious disorder in eating behavior, primarily of young women in their teens and early 20s, that is characterized especially by a pathological fear of weight gain leading to faulty eating patterns, malnutrition, and usually excessive weight loss. It's a new Latin phrase, uh, and it means nervous anorexia. Yeah, as I said, this is a very serious topic, uh, nothing to be taken lightly. I know of people who have dealt with a variety of different types of eating disorders. I think it's way more common than, than people realize, actually. Uh, I hope that gradually this disorder is becoming less and less common. I really, really hope that. I don't know if that's true, but I hope that as a culture, uh, we are giving people in general, but especially uh, girls and young women, uh, more positive body images. Uh, I, I, I hate it when they, when they see things that they feel like they can't attain or they really, really try to attain these ridiculous body images that are in our society, in our culture. Uh, and then they go ahead and, and do these things. Uh, they have these disorders like anorexia nervosa or bulimia. And I just really want them to know uh, that there is nothing wrong with their body, the way they look. This goes for men and women, young and old. It doesn't matter. You are perfect the way you are. I, I don't even know what other way to say it other than that. If you know anybody who is suffering from eating disorders, do what you can to help them in a positive way. See if you can get them the help that they need. Uh, it's very unhealthy. People have died from disorders like this. Uh, obviously, malnutrition, excessive weight loss. Uh, it's not healthy. And it's all just about uh, having a healthy body image, which I understand is hard to do. Uh, and it takes work, but it can be done. All right, enough of that little chat, uh, but we are not out of the woods yet. We still have the word anorexic. Uh, this is the first form. It's an adjective from 1875. One, it's the synonym anorectic, which we read before. Two, relating to characteristic of or affected with anorexia nervosa, also seemingly affected with anorexia nervosa as by being excessively skinny. Now we have the second form of anorexic. It's a noun from 1907, a person affected with or as if with anorexia nervosa. And just one more that's related to all of these words. It is anorexigenic, A-N-O-R-E-X-I-G-E-N-I-C. It's an adjective from 1948, and we have the two definition for anorectic. Next we have Anorthite, A-N-O-R-T-H-I-T-E. This is a noun from 1823. 
a white, grayish, or reddish feldspar occurring in many igneous rocks. Anorthitic is an adjective, and this is from the Greek orthos, which means straight. Next, we have anorthosite. This is a noun from 1863, a granular plutonic igneous rock composed almost exclusively of a soda-lime feldspar, as labradorite. Anorthositic is an adjective, and this is from the French anorthos, which means a feldspar, and that is from the Greek orthos, and there's more at the prefix orth, O-R-T-H. Next, we have anosmia, A-N-O-S-M-I-A. This is a noun from 1797, loss or impairment of the sense of smell. Anosmic is an adjective. The etymology says this is from the Greek osmi, O-S-M-E, which means smell, and there's more at the word odor. And I have a story about this. I do not have anosmia, but when I first started this podcast, uh, I think I posted it on Reddit. Yeah, I think it was Reddit. Uh, And somebody commented on my post and said, let me know when you get to the word anosmia, because I have anosmia and I have a podcast where I talk about anosmia and living with anosmia. So if you're interested in learning more about anosmia, her podcast is called The Girl Who Can't Smell Show. Uh, I don't think it has her name on here, but she does have a website, girlwhocantsmell.com. I think she even made a webcomic. So go ahead and check her out. I thought it was super interesting that this uh, condition existed. I had no idea. Uh, Of course, if I had thought about it for a second, I would have figured out that, of course, there is a condition uh, where people can't smell or have an impairment of the sense of smell. But yeah, this is a thing that exists. All right, we are moving on. We're almost to the end of this episode. We have the word another. It's the first form. It's an adjective from the 12th century. One, different or distinct from the one first considered, as in the same scene viewed from another angle. Two, some other, as in do it another time. Three, being one more in addition to one or more of the same kind as in, have another piece of pie. Ooh, don't mind if I do. What kind of pie is it? Cherry, apple, blueberry, pumpkin, sweet potato? I'll take them all, thanks. All right, now we have the second form of the word another. It is a pronoun from the 13th century. One, an additional one of the same kind. One more. Two, one that is different from the first or present one. Three, one of a group of unspecified or indefinite things, as in, in one way or another. Now we have another guess. There is a hyphen between the words. Uh, It's an adjective from 1625. The definition is archaic. It says, of another sort. The etymology says this is an alternative of the word another gates, G-A-T-E-S. It is all one word. And that is, of course, made by combining another plus the word gate. Now we have ANOVA, A-N-O-V-A. Every letter is capitalized, and this is an abbreviation for analysis of variance. Now we have anovulatory, all one word, A-N-O-V-U-L-A-T-O-R-Y. This is an adjective from 1934. 
One, not involving or accompanied by ovulation, as in anovulatory bleeding. Two, suppressing ovulation. Next, we have anoxemia, A-N-O-X-E-M-I-A. This is a noun from 1861, a condition of subnormal oxygenation of the arterial blood. Anoxemic is an adjective. And we are at the last word for this episode. It is anoxia, A-N-O-X-I-A. It's a noun from 1931. Hypoxia, especially of such severity as to result in permanent damage. So now I have to pick a word for this episode, and I am going to pick anorexia. Uh, That's just the one that is going to represent the rest of the anorexia words. Uh, Anorectic, anorexia nervosa, uh, etc. I'm not going to go into it anymore, but as I mentioned, this is obviously a very serious disorder. uh, And if you or someone you know is suffering from it, please, please, please get the help you or they need. And uh, we hope that we can make everybody healthier, both mentally and physically. So that will end the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.